Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's football's biggest week. I know it's Vegas. It's a lot of fun. But for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. I think that has to be the mindset uh, starting today. The Chiefs are in their, their, what, their fourth Super Bowl in five years. While we might be under the radar, I guess, to people on the outside, I think the Chiefs are very aware that we're not under the radar at all. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Sprague on 1080. We know we're seeing something special. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. The second hour of the radio program here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan. The Odyssey app. 99.5 HD2. And, of course, YouTube. YouTube.com slash 1080. The Fan. A uh, quick reminder for you, you can reach us at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. An hour from right now, we'll be talking to uh, Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. We'll get all his Super Bowl picks. Ken Barkley doesn't shot. He, he comes across to me as somebody not interested at all in like, hey, over under seven times they show Taylor Swift. He doesn't strike me as a guy that gambles on those things. I think he goes into prop bets, you know totals sides all that i don't i don't think he's diving in so we'll uh, talk with ken barkley about that we will dive into the nba trade deadline oh yes it's been active xavier tillman the big name traded if xavier tillman doesn't move your needle you don't belong in the needle moving department i mean it's a good little pickup for the celtics they definitely needed an acquisition i'm sure uh, i'm looking at the knicks today to see if they do stuff but we'll get into that security for the bigs let's go there's a couple pieces. I mean, DeJounte Murray, I think he's going to be on the move from you Atlanta You think he's going to be on the move? I, I, Atlanta is just, they're not doing anything, and there are some assets out there that I feel like would be more attractive to them. He To get him, it was like two firsts and a pick swap that, that hasn't even come through yet. So Atlanta, to, to get more assets for DeJounte Murray back, to, that, that would definitely help them offset that. Uh, who is the number one recruiting team in the Big Ten, the B1G, Schultze? My duckies, right? Number one. Yes. Uh, they have such a good feeling. I was confused on this because I'm on 24-7's website. I believe the kid they just snagged from Idaho is it Gatlin Bear. Yes, Gatlin Bear. And then they also have Elijah Rushing. I thought both of them were five stars, correct? I've seen 24-7 stuff calling them five stars. I thought so. On the website, in the ranking for 2024, it says zero five stars. So I was kind of hmm. confused by that. Maybe Gatlin's a four star? Yeah, may- maybe maybe I got that information incorrect. The text police are always welcome to, to correct us on that stuff. We always appreciate that. Uh, but Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks, number one in the Big Ten. Waltzing right in there and overtaking Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, 
USC. I know Nebraska with rules trying to turn that around, and he's certainly recruiting at a better level. Washington, unfortunately, suffered, you know, the most unfortunate circumstance of all with getting to a title game and then losing so much. But Oregon's number one in the B1G, walking in and number one in recruiting. When you look further, Tom Luganville had this at ESPN. Uh, school with the most ESPN 300 recruits. Georgia, 21. Alabama, 18. Oregon, number three in all of the land with 17. Top 10 class, uh, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas, Miami, LSU, Oklahoma, Auburn, and Florida. Now, the class rankings can vary from website to website. Of course. But Ohio State, Oregon, Georgia, and Bama are like the consensus top four by almost every metric. Where they rank, that's subjective, I guess. But, you know, Oregon doing something. I know some people out there, Dan Lanning hasn't beaten Washington. Dan Lanning hasn't won a Pac-12 title. The thing we know about college football, though, is Jimmy's Joe's. Jimmy's Joe's. Dan Lanning will hand the Alexis nose, but you need to give him the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And Oregon certainly is doing this, and they're doing it, Schultz, on a level that kind of suggests national championship, not insane thought for them, given the talent uh, build that they've had with Dan Lanning in just, what, two and a half, three years. Yeah, I feel like the, the Big Ten's going to be set up for success for the Oregon Ducks because their high-flying offense to this point is more exciting than everybody but maybe like an Ohio State on a week-to-week basis when Michigan had J.J. McCarthy throw the ball. They could move it, but it's now going to be Oregon and, personally, in my opinion, everybody else below them on an offensive tier. When you've got four- and five-star wide receivers coming into the program, that's never happened before. No. And finally, with the level that we've all been hoping that Chip could get us to but didn't want to recruit, Helfrich just left the cupboard empty, and then you kind of get screwed over by two coaches now. In the Big Ten, it's the perfect time for all of the chips kind of to be on the table for them, but not only their young guys, all the transfers that they got to shore up the defensive side of the ball, they got so many secondary guys to plug the holes. I mean, you you loved getting Kyrie Jackson last year. You loved other guys coming in and making a huge impact, but then half those guys ended up leaving after a season. What does Dan Lanning do? Come right in and uses this move to the Big 12 and the Ducks' success in the last two seasons. Yeah. Excuse me, Big Ten. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That is a total Freudian slip. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Big Ten. But uh, using the success from the last two years as well and kind of just saying, hey, this is where we're at. We're going to rule this next conference. And these kids believe him. Well, the other part of this, I mean, we know what they did at quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, Dante Moore, uh, Luke Moga is still – they just brought him in. Then you add Elijah Rushing, uh, Aiden Breland. Jeremiah McClellan was a flip from Ohio State on signing day in December. I remember that one. You get the number one JUCO DB in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, You add Evan Stewart, a former five-star recruit from Texas A&M, an elite wide receiver. Uh, You've got Jamari Caldwell from Houston. You bring in Jabbar Muhammad from Washington. Interesting little note of the the teams in the title game, in in the, the playoff, 82% were high school recruits. And I've said this, high school recruiting in bulk is going to be bigger than the portal. But I think the portal, and you can, I think you can make a, an okay argument that's here now, the portal, even though that's 18% by math, 
I think you can make a real argument the portal is just as important, right? What is Washington? They had all those guys that were recruited years ago, Roma Dunze, Braylon Trice. Like These were guys that experienced multiple coaches in their careers at Washington, right? Good players, stout studs. What, what was the difference for them? They got elevated by transfer quarterback. Come on down. That's one player compared to the other players that were high school recruits. So, yes, the percentage is in high school, and it is important. But I also think the way the portal is operating, what's Oregon next year if they don't have Dylan Gabriel? Of course. If I this agree, is just enough. Dante Moore and some guys you've never seen, I don't know where the confidence is. Maybe it's high because Will Stein's offense looked great this year. And Bo Nix for two years said, look at this system. Look at the talent. We can build this. We can be okay. But Dylan Gabriel was awesome at Oklahoma. Him coming to Eugene kind of sets it even higher in terms of what they could potentially accomplish. So the juggernaut that they're building down there in Eugene, you don't have to like that team. A lot of you do, though. And I don't know how you're not through the moon because, man, in that in that sport specifically – it is, it's only about talent acquisition. Yeah. It is only about being elite at this particular thing. When you recruit at this level, the history of the sport suggests you are in it with all these other big boys. Now, can you beat Georgia this year? I, I think most Probably people would say not. no, but we'll see. Georgia's bringing back a lot of players. Ohio State, tons of players. I think that's a kind of coin flip game when they play at Autzen. Alabama, we'll see what DeBoer does. How he salvages what what they have. They have a lot of players. They got five five stars in this class. We'll see what DeBoer is. And then any other program you would circle. Florida State, Michigan with Sharon Moore, maybe LSU this year. Maybe their defense gets improved, but they're having to replace their quarterback. I don't know who it is, but whoever that is, you are putting Oregon in that conversation. That's what Dan Lanning's doing. It Whether he wins the title, you can have the opinion he won't or he will, but right now, the recruiting profile, the mm-hmm. talent profile of that program says top end of college football, the very top end of college football. And it's he's done a remarkable job of building that thing up even higher than the guy built it before him. I do think that you bring up the perfect way to make this point, and that's the quarterback position. Can you name another school that's gotten two? And I know this whole transfer portal thing, the NIL world, this is very new. We're looking at five years or less of this. But has any school in that time gotten two of the top transfer quarterbacks in one go? I can't think of any. And look at what Ohio State had to settle for this year. Kansas State's Will Howard. Oh, I I see. I, I will push back on that. Okay. I, I think Will Howard was a big, that was a great pickup. I, I wouldn't classify, for me, I wouldn't, Schultz, say settle. In, okay, in a I vacuum, think, I think Will, yes. How, Will Howard was being coveted by Lincoln Riley. Okay, in a vacuum, yes, but <laughs> compared to Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore, as far as the profile of the schools that you're looking at, well, Oregon is the lead. They're tops. Getting both of them, to your point, is huge. Dante has, I think, a lot of kind of turning the career around because such a bad. it was such a bad start at UCLA. That was a bad fit. Well, yeah, it was. 
he, he chose to say, you know what, chose. I'm not going to start in my yep. first year. Now he's thankfully yeah. okay with that, and that actually helps Oregon's future because it would probably just have been Dante Moore last year uh, uh, waiting for Bo Nix if he decided to come here, and now we'd have just Dante Moore as right. our quarterback instead of, instead of Dylan Gabriel. I think throwing pick sixes in multiple games does that to a guy. He says, well, maybe I'm not ready to start yet. Maybe, maybe I'll sit on the bench and wait it out behind this guy and and. Dante can certainly turn the career around. Uh, but yeah, th- yeah. the only disagreement I'd have is, is Will Howard. If Lincoln Riley wants that guy, I want that guy. Okay. I think that guy is capable. When you have three Heisman Trophy winners under your belt, I know his program and the down year and whatnot, I'm still going to trust his evaluation of the position. Massive pickup for Ohio State. The Ohio State-Oregon battle this year at Autzen, I'd have to go look. I think Georgia plays Texas, I'd have to go look at the schedule. Certainly in the running for the biggest game, and Ohio State-Michigan is its own entity, but man, Ohio State at Autzen. I think that's October, right? October, early October, mid-October, somewhere around there. God, what a game that's going to be. But Oregon is, man, they've turned it up. They've turned the heat up. Top three recruiting class, top four according to ESPN, number one, and they're sitting there with all of these prospects coming in feeling like they can build off what they did last year, and last year they got to the Pac-12 title game. Uh, we've got uh, a lot to get into. I want to go to the other team in the state, Oregon State, because the ranking wasn't impressive, but the coach, uh, interesting comments the coach had yesterday. So we'll get to that coming up next, Dirt and Spray on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Well, good morning. Welcome in. If you're just tuning on the, uh, the old radio program, 721 AM. Dirt and Sprague on the AM dial. Also, YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan. You can see our beautiful faces. There's a reason we're on YouTube and not television. Oh, you're beautiful. I've seen some uglies on national TV. Not even just local TV, but natty. I'd actually be curious. You probably wouldn't want to participate in the game, but rank the ugliest people on TV. Oh, I'd make that. Who's your top five ugliest people you see on TV? That'd be a fun game to play. But He's really good, but never mind. <laughs> it's like I love to listen to him, but but he's ugly. Sometimes people are ugly, and you just want to keep staring at them. You know, it's like the train wreck that you can't look away from. 
What's that movie? What's the movie? Listeners might have to help if you can't identify. The movie with Cher and her son has like the the elongated head that's uh oh uh the yeah that was based on a true story yeah it was um uh, i just looked up rocky the name of yes rocky but yes. it's like i i don't think it's just called rocky because i don't think we have two rockies that's the name of the kid though. yeah i think uh, that's the name of the, the kid. name is mask eric Stoltz mask yes played a uh yeah. it was a character based on a real kid yes. named rocky who had i'm trying to find Good little movie that rocky cranial diaphalacial dysplasia. Okay, yeah. You're using terms I don't understand. I'm just trying to read what Wikipedia says. We, however, are on YouTube, no matter how ugly or beautiful you think we are. And most people probably say ugly. But, uh, interesting point I want to read at the uh, the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They teach you right before, during, and after the sale. You can visit them, of course, at Vancouver Ford. Uh, com. Thank you. The text please. The mask. Yes. Uh, the mask, mask, mask. I, I, I saw that at a young age and I was like, whoa, that guy, that movie got me. I sat down and watched it. Uh, funny. Uh, somebody says, if only Phil Knight went to Oregon State and talking about the Dan Lanning uh, recruiting success that the Oregon has had so far. Somebody else asking, how much of this is Lanning being great recruited versus the money of Oregon and the Nike NIL machine? In other words, would most competent recruiters be having similar success at Oregon? Here's the thing. I, I'm trying to find it now. And this is the worst radio to say. It's like, I saw this, but I can't tell you who had it. And I did see a ranking last night. I was doing some recruiting stuff and reading about things. And I saw a ranking of NIL spending. Now, Nike, I think, has been very at the... I think they've been at the forefront of creativity with some of this stuff. Like Kayvon Thibodeau having, you know, uh, his... What, what do they call... What is the Nike... Oregon collective is it is it the dream uh quack dream street thank you Dream Street. blanking on it dream street's an interesting thing that they've established with that the ranking I saw yesterday did not have Oregon in the top six of spending on NIL money Hmm. now it how true I don't know but the one I saw because I was wondering hey you know I know Oregon NIL it's it's like yo you can offer these kids money now Great opportunity for them, given their their booster. I did not see Oregon in the top six of the ranking that I saw. So I I I think it's okay to say like that helps. I also think like Mario Cristobal was there what three years ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long. His class wasn't top three. And you know, landing going into the Big Ten, like you're recruiting against Ohio State. And I know they haven't had a a, a season, an entire season yet in that conference. But you are a Big Ten recruiter now, and you have been for some time. You're number one. So, yeah, I, I, NIL Collective, you know, that's the thing about this. Uh, how much of it is the coach versus the NIL? Collectives are massive. You, you have to have your S together. But you, it, it, is it not surprising to find that Missouri, like Missouri is landing studs. Are people ready for Missouri to be in a conversation? Because they might be. They had a great year last year. They won their bowl game. And if you go look at some of the portal and recruiting rankings, Missouri shot up. Louisville. Louisville's been in this. Like, Louisville. I can't believe I'm saying that. Louisville has their S together. Some of this isn't just about how much money do you have. Texas A&M's got all the money in the world. They went and bought an entire recruiting class. Those kids were gone. Like, a year later, they're gone. I think it's about fit, culture, 
certainly the coaching staff. I mean, I Jabbar Muhammad, this was so shocking to me of like how basic some of this seems. If I told any one of you out there, you're recruiting a high school player or a portal player, wouldn't your natural reaction kind of be cool? I'm going to keep in contact with them as often as I'm permitted. Hey, how's your day? Just want to reach out, man. We really value you. You know, like just a standard help. Jabbar Muhammad was like, I'd never had that before. <laughs> what? These younger head coaches that know how to connect with this, you know, current 20, 25-year-old generation. Because now you're seeing kids play till they're 26. So you've got to now, you've got to garner kids from 16 to like 25. Lanning is obviously way better than Mario at that. Way better than Willie Taggart was at that. Yes, the money's there, but the money's there for so many other programs. I'm sick of hearing like, well, Oregon's only a good recruiter because of the money. Guess what? All the well, facilities now yeah. are getting close to even. You've got to have that personality in there that connects. And Drinkwitz at, at, at yeah. Missouri is a great example. He's, He's like just it. turned 40, yep. and he knows how to connect yep. with young guys. Lane is doing a really good job at Ole Miss when many people yeah. didn't think Lane Kiffin, you know, how is he going to do? He yeah, got fired on a tarmac. I think both things are true, and I don't, I don't think it has to be some, like, grandiose offensive thing that Oregon – fan hears that to say Phil Knight and Nike have been massive. Well, of course. But but to the that original text, it is a part of it. Also, Lanning seems to be pretty good. You you don't have to like Oregon. You can say Lanning's not going to win a national championship all you want. I think what you would have to admit is you'd love to have him as your recruiting coach. You'd love to have that. Cause man, does he's obsessed. We got a cut from Sark. Did we did we have this on the system? Uh Schultze, do we have it up here on the board? Yeah, I got it. The Sark one. Okay. This was Steve Sarkeesian. Texas is also in this kind of conversation. They get to the playoff. They lose to Washington. Yes, they've lost some some top receivers. They've also brought in some some killers at that spot to fill those voids. And Quinn Ewers is returning. Here was Steve Sarkeesian, Schultz. If you want to hit this, uh Steve Sarkeesian yesterday of just where he's at in his life at that program. I came here to win a championship, and then if I can get one, I want to get two. And I'm borderline obsessed with it at this point. Um, I know what it tasted like last year. I know how close we were, and I couldn't wait to get back. And, and, And hopefully that's what our team really starts to exude, is this obsession with being the best. Because we have a locker room full of young men that are... Uh, driven, that are focused, that that want to be the best. I mean, that's that's what it is. Who is the most obsessed? Lanning is sick over this stuff. Eli Drinkwitz is showing sick over this stuff. Sarkeesian, everybody laughed at Sark. Seven and Sark is Latin for seven and five was our old joke. I liked it. I thought, you know, this guy's learned a lot. He's gone through some trials and tribulations. I liked it. As long as Texas is status, you know, their their elite backers would just stay the hell out of it and give this guy some time to build, gets to the playoff. I I you just it matters. Who is doing it does matter. No matter what you do have financially, it matters a great deal. And like I I'm I'm curious to see that battle. Sark Landing. Sark just got to the playoff. Landing hasn't been there yet. Landing hasn't beaten his his you know a big rival. He hasn't beaten Washington yet. These are things he he is moving to try to to do. And so, like, now that Saban's gone, yes, Kirby Smart still exists. Georgia's still Georgia. But Ryan Day, 
We saw that. $14 million in IL Collective. They're doing a hell of a job. They just can't beat Michigan. Brian Day, Brian Kelly at LSU, kind of a down year for them, looking to turn it around. Let's not forget about old Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Now you got Landing and Eugene. We'll see what Jed Fish can do at Washington. Sarkeesian got to a playoff last year at Texas. It's it's a it's a fun world to watch these battles go back and forth with all of these coaches who are just hungry. And I again, I know Kirby Smart's there, and he's got two of these. But now that Saban's gone, I think there's some dudes around college football saying, "Oh, there's an opening here. There's an opening, and we're gonna step into that void." We'll see what Kalen DeBoer can steady the waters and right the ship and keep it going for Bama. But I think there's a lot of coaches in similar nature all across the country saying, the time is now. Let's just go do this. And you see, you're seeing it in Eugene. You're seeing it at Columbus. You're seeing it in Austin. All of these coaches jumping on it. Norvell at Florida State. Give him his flowers. You know who's not? <laughs> Dabo. Clemson and Dabo still don't want anything to do with the portal, and I find that a very interesting decision. I, I, I do enjoy watching the younger guys that want to connect with players succeed over the old school, just red ass. I, I'm I'm sick of the Jimbo's. I'm sick of the Dabo's of the world, and maybe that's why I like Nick Saban now because he's like, you know what? I know that I, I've got to hang it up. I just don't. He I, evolved I'm too old. with it. He is a red ass, but Nick Nick <laughs> oh, Saban he evolved. evolved with no, it. but he, he complained admitted. about it. Everything Nick Saban did, Schultz, he complained about it, and then he did it and evolved with it. Oregon's running too fast. We're going to get kids hurt. Like three years later, running up-tempo offense. Uh, This portal, be careful. And I think he was more warning, like, you want to allow us this kind of freedom? Okay, don't say I didn't warn you. But the ultimate chameleon had 12 players come to him looking for more NIL money, and that was, like, one of the breaking points for him. He's obviously just... For sure. He's like, you know, I don't have the energy for this anymore. I try, I put it all in, but it's just not there. But when I got guys coming to me asking for money, no, no, it is the young guy that can connect with players now, and I like that that's going to be more successful as a coach. Uh, Let's get to Oregon State. We'll dive back into some Super Bowl stuff. Ken Barkley at 8. Trent Bray said this about the program. We'll get to it next on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. We have a lot to get into today. I um, I want to get to Oregon State. My beeves. My beeves in Corvallis. Trent Bray, the uh, new head coach. Jonathan Smith, of course, dropping things off at a goodwill and then bouncing to East Lansing. Good luck to him. He's near the bottom of those recruiting rankings in that conference. So good, God bless him. Uh, Oregon State came in number two in the Pac-12 recruiting rankings. Can you believe this, Schultz? Number two. That's awesome. Out of two schools? Out of two, yes. Yes. To be fair, by the ranking metrics, Washington State out-recruited Oregon State. Come on. Really? Sorry, dude. Really? <laughs> you said You're getting second. offended by people saying, Nike helps you. Get out of here. 
and you just drubbed my team and then hit me with the loser game show sound? <laughs> just the way that you set it wow. up, it left the door open wow. for it, brother. You're a jerk. I love you. Yes, I am. I, I will take any chance to lord over Beaver fan in this instance. I apologize, but at the same time, That's okay. F you. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in September when you come screaming into Reeser Stadium. Oh, the brand new oh, Reeser Stadium. Ben Branson's got a surprise for you. Three picks. Top two in the recruiting class rankings. Just suck on that one, Schultze. Uh, Trent Bray, though, he came up here yesterday to Portland. They do the, you know, the the dinner and the schmoozing and the, the building of excitement about the program. And with all the uncertainty about their future right now, it's a Mountain West-esque school who's hoping that the landscape continues to change and destroy itself and the ecosystem opens itself up and, oh, here comes the beaver. He's welcome back into the major level of college football. I'm rooting like hell for this guy. I'm just being open and honest, rooting like hell for Trent Bray and actually the whole staff because it's such an Oregon State-centric staff. Keith Hayward, Ryan Gunderson, Kyle Devan. These guys are loaded with Oregon State experience, former players. And Trent Bray yesterday was talking uh, to KEZI9 uh, down in Eugene, and this is what he had to say about where he, how he views Oregon State if they, they lost some of these players when Jonathan Smith left, obviously that's natural, right? You get some decommitments. Hey, I was committed to the coach more than the program. And Trent Bray was asked about losing out on guys uh, in the recruiting cycle once Jonathan Smith left. Here's what he had to say. You never worry about the guys you don't get. Um, high school guys, I understood that was going to happen. Um, also a learning lesson from when we first got here, not being stuck to the old um, the old staffs guys because they just were going to run different stuff we're going to be a different system so they might not fit this system so we looked we looked at the guys that were committed and the guys that fit our system and, and we feel we we kept the ones we wanted to and and got guys to add to it that fit what we do so yeah recruiting ranking wise not great bob but but i've always believed and i think most people even if you don't root for oregon state the thing about oregon state is you can't really look at that ranking and determine they're going to be X, Y, and Z. Certainly the profile of the recruiting suggests they should be. But how many years and experience have we seen in Corvallis with a couple coaches that say, oh, outperform their talent uh, prof- profile? It's happened. It happens quite a bit, actually. Um, he also had a, a comment. I saw, I think Nick Daschle had this at Oregon Live. And I'm sure he's got great uh, articles up there at, at O-Live. Um I saw quotes something to the effect of this staff is about recruiting. I'm summing it up, but it basically kind of took a shot at the previous staff of not the heaviest of recruiters and how him building this team was all about getting not only good coaches, but getting coaches that are younger and hungry and driven by recruiting. Because even if they'll never get to the level of some of the schools we've already talked about, Schultze, what you can do is you can hit the JUCO route. You can run good systems offensively and defensively and maybe do better in the portal than people think you can. And oh, by the way, if they can take care of their schedule and be the better team of all those Mountain West teams they play and finish with a 10-2 and record, that that establishes consistency of what they've been doing and it makes you feel like you don't fall off as much. There are certainly going to be things about the way they play that are going to be different, and I think a little less then, but they've got enough talent this year to keep the ship going, 
and then you got to build on that with your new staff. So a little, not eye-opening, but Bray kind of just saying, yeah, I built a staff that cares about recruiting a little more because he was a part of the previous one, and the previous one never recruited very highly. And they still were able to get really good players into the program. I mean, even without that recruiting that Trent Bray's talking about, DJ Uyunglele transferred over. So so they had success doing that, and you like to see Trent Bray basically taking the only route of success that the Beavers can have at this point. And I'm not trying to knock anybody. I'm, I'm trying to say that this is what the Beavers are left with, and it sounds like... They were they, dealt the tough hand, for yeah, sure. And it sounds like Scott Barnes made the right hire, for a guy that is solely focused on recruiting in this current world, but really finding those undervalued recruits, those two and three stars that maybe, and yes, I sound like I'm doing like money ball talk for the Oakland A's right now back in the early 2000s, but unfortunately... No, they are. They, they're, they're, they've always yeah. kind of been that, though. They have to find the diamonds in the rough, right? It's Barnes. And even more so now. Bray may pay off for Barnes in that regard. I also would make an argument, and I think I did, it ain't like he had a... It was him or Paul Christ? Mm-hmm. If I'm, if memory serves, and I just, I'd rather have the guy who's younger and has been there the last. I think uh, Bronco Mendenhall was kind of Mendenhall. He yeah, he's kind of been tied job. to Oregon State because of his experience and his ties yeah. to the program. But another older guy. Though. I kind of felt like that was not really like. Oh, I think it was like eh, this is the easiest choice to make is Trent Bray. I don't know what Bray's going to be as the head coach, but so far, like he's hitting on the. You know what? We're going to be okay. Yeah. Because you lose your coach the way that they lost the coach, and you find all the stuff at goodwill. It's tough. It's it, That's a tough spot to be in. And the recruiting rankings aren't going to show it in any way because, again, they're second in the Pac-2 behind Washington State in that regard. But, you know, given a bit of a tough hand, now it's about, okay, the guys you do have, the experience you do have, return, you're Josh Gray's returning, Damian Martinez, you have a quarterback with experience. How can you build on that now? Go into spring ball. Establish what your systems are, how your offense is going to run now that you have a new OC, a new vision, and you got to build it on it that way. It's at least a guy that is telling me he gives a damn about recruiting versus the last guy I think cared, but kind of had enough of the coaching staff to say, I can get a, a two, three star offensive lineman and it won't matter because Jim Mahalachik can turn him into. <laughs> An all-conference beast and on the offensive line. Well, just from that cut, I think you can gather that Trent Bray is the guy to lead the Beavers through probably the next two, three seasons, as you said, of questionable conference homes and to the point where stuff will open back up. And really, treading water is the most important thing for the Beavers at this point, but it sounds like they're attacking it the right way. Uh, We got a trade in the NBA. We'll get to some of that. The trade deadline's around the corner. It's the anniversary of this audio cut. We'll tell you what that is. And Ken Barkley... At 8 a.m., Dirt and Sprague, back with more on 1080 The Fan. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. With memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. It's a fair question. As college footballs move to the forefront of year-round conversation, what's your early expectation for this year's Civil War? What's your expectation? It's in Corvallis. 
We are glad, I guess, that they got the game back. I still argue it doesn't matter to me much because, like, they're in different conferences now, and there are real implications. Yeah, it just there's implications, I guess, in the in-state bragging stuff. Not that like. Yeah, real implications. Like one of my better <laughs> friends is a, is an Oregon Duck alum. He is like a sicko for Oregon Duck football. It's probably the only thing in sports he truly cares about is Oregon Duck football. Okay, not basketball, not anything in Major League Baseball or the NFL. Though he calls himself a Cowboy fan, uh, it's just Oregon football. The bragging rights are there. I watched the game where Oregon State came back at his house. Yeah, you get a couple jokes in, but largely it's like, it's like not really that big of a deal. I, I guess I'm glad it's back, but yeah, the implications are not quite what they were. What's your early expectation for it? As a listener thought at the Vancouver Four text line. I'm excited to see how both schools respond to the adversity and kind of the changing of, you know, the old game to the new game now. But I think it'll still hold some meaning. And I do think a lot of players that are still on both rosters have played in it before. So maybe like uh, if there's no movement on the conference side of things for Oregon State, if they don't get back into like the Big 12 or another big power five conference, maybe the the. The feeling on the game will start to subside a little bit. And nobody will care as much. Yeah, if they, that, that landscape don't change in the next two years, yeah. yeah, that that you could just do away with that game, and like I to me emotionally it wouldn't matter. I'll say I expect Oregon to come in as a pretty decent favorite. I'm going to set that line at over a touchdown. Oh, I'd say probably two. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't shock. I mean, we've seen it before, but I'm I have an expectation of I've heard it. Loud in there. I've heard them boo Oregon. I'm hoping it's a boo we've never heard before. Well, that's the thing. It's a the... level of like, oh, F you truly when you come into our building in September. It's the new Reeser Stadium, and that's something that Oregon hasn't experienced yet. So it, it sucks because, as well, you it's said, the it's the conference ditching stuff that I would say the booing should be the loudest it's ever been. It, it, that's fair, but to try and keep the implication of the game there, you do want your fans to be booing the hell out of Oregon fans. You just, you want that aspect there. Oh, yeah. it's That's what makes it, you know, hostile environment. Yeah. That's, and, you know, let's keep moving away from that and go into neutral site uh, places for these football games. Why have it at the stadiums of these teams with that uh, uh, kind of atmosphere? Somebody says bees need to bust out duck hunting camp uniforms. See, that's that's awesome. Or that. just play. I love that. Play duck hunt up quack, on quack. the big screen. Yeah, quack quack. Yeah, quack quack quack. quack, quack. <laughs> bing bing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then like instead of the dog, you morph a beaver. And See, it's that's just like a perfect. beaver holding up a dead duck. Yeah, they, they could get that graphic together. I don't know why they have. Have they done it? Maybe they have, and I, yeah, I, I heard about it. it, and I don't remember. But I feel like that should be an easy thing to create on the digitals, at least. I know, like, like get, they got a nice big new screen there. Yeah, get get something to embarrass old ducky fans. Um, we're gonna get to some NBA trade deadline chatter. We just had a big, big, massive breaking trade in the NBA. Big massive breaking trade. Did you not see it? <laughs> oh, I saw it. You saw? Did you? Did you see it? It's it just hopped across the line about seven minutes ago. Would you like to read it? You look like you're reading it. Uh, would you? Would you like me to breaking no, news? No. Well, actually, you can. Yeah, in a jokey way, because. <laughs> breaking news here on the fan: the Philadelphia 76ers acquiring Buddy Heald from the Indiana Pacers for Marcus Morris, Frocken, Furkin, Corkman, and three second round picks. Excuse me. That was Frocken. close. That was close. I think Corkmaz. Yeah, Corkmaz, baby. I read. Yeah, thank you. I, I read that name way too fast. Yeah, Sixers trying to salvage it a little bit. I be- I have to go look at Buddy's contract, but he's 
he's been unhappy in Indiana for a while, but they've held, him, held on to him because he's a good player. But yeah, Philadelphia going and getting Buddy Heald. Utah also traded two players for some stuff in a first round pick. Some young stuff. Mm. Not Kiara Lewis do anything for you, huh? No. No? Okay. Well, Danny Ainge got another first round pick, so. Well, he's smart, and I kind of wish the Blazers would have picked Danny Ainge up for their GM. Uh, we will get into it at 8.15, but starting the final hour of the program is going to be Ken Barkley. We will dive in. It's the anniversary, Schultze, of something that was said about a year ago, almost to the day. I'd have to go look at the date when it happened. But a press conference on trade deadline last year and how we feel about it this year. That's Crunch Time brought to you by Crunch Fitness, as low as nine ninety. Uh, nine per month, uh, multiple locations, crunch.com. Loaded final hour, Ken Barkley, you better you bet, joins us to kick off the final hour of the radio program. How is he betting the Super Bowl? Ken Barkley tells us next on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.